This is a Bible teaching podcast from www.lumen.org.uk. That's L U M I N.org.uk. The presenter is Jeff Lumley. Hello and welcome to a, another podcast and this one is uh, the first of a series of uh, walking and talking and I am out on walks I often have thoughts and think oh I should record that and when I get home I forget all about it so I thought this time I'd see what happens if I try to record it as I'm walking. Uh, let's just see what it sounds like and see how all this works. To begin with I'm thinking about passages in the Old Testament where someone goes and holds on to the horns of the altar. I'll put a couple of references maybe in the podcast description. But holding on to the horns of the altar essentially meant they were coming to the place where they had no more resources of their own and they trusted in God completely for their salvation. God was all they had. And by doing the active thing of placing themselves at the altar and holding on to the horns of the altar, they were demonstrably connecting themselves with God and saying all their trust was within him. And therefore, they had no other resources of their own. They were unable to look to anybody, anything. God was their God and they were clinging on and saying, you God must save me. Nothing and no one else can. So what does that mean for us? What does it mean for us to hold on to the horns of the altar? Well, where was the altar? The altar was in the temple of God. And there were several altars. This is not the one Uh, in the Holy of Holies. They couldn't get there. This is the, uh, I think, the bronze altar, which was outside the Holy of Holies and where they could hold on visibly, publicly, demonstrably to God. In the New Testament, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. So what's the altar? Well, The Bible talks about Jesus being both the sacrifice and the altar where the sacrifice happened. And I was thinking about how do we demonstrably hold on to the horns of the altar? And that is by demonstrably holding on to the word of God, the word of Jesus. Jesus it is that we need to hold on to. And it is his word and holding on to his word that shows us, that shows the world we are putting everything into God. We don't do it, of course. Very few of us do it. Very few of us don't try to solve our problems ourselves or go to institutions or other people who might solve it for us. So there is only one God that we can worship. And his name, he is revealed to us, firstly in the Bible in Genesis, as Elohim. Later has Yahweh, I am who I am. And then he says, I will not be this aloof God that you cannot know personally except through a priest or by holding on to the visible horns of the altar. I will become Emmanuel, God with 
us, God with you. And Emmanuel is Jesus. This is the God we worship. He is the only God we can worship. And any worship we give to anything else, that thing we put our break away like thin ice before us and we will be lost because thin ice cannot support you and all vain gods are thin ice. The horns of the altar is to believe the word of God and to demonstrably put your trust into it, which firstly, and this goes all the way through the Bible as well, means speaking out what you believe. God spoke, creation happened. By the word of God, creation happened. Through him were all things made, through the word of God who is Jesus. And as we align our words with the words of God, we are putting our faith into him and our trust into him. But we need to do it more vocally and demonstrably, and that means publicly. And this is where I think we probably, most of us don't get to, and I know I haven't, by publicly saying, I trust God. I trust the word of God. If you're needing healing, the word of God is full of places where God promises healing. Psalm 103, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins, heals all your sicknesses, redeems your life from the pit. I think most of us believe one and three, but we doubt two. Crowns you with love and compassion, because if he redeems your life from the pit, he doesn't just take you out of the pit, he puts you at a high place and crowns you with love and compassion, satisfies your tastes and your desires with good things, because he doesn't just heal you, he makes life pleasant and renews your youth like the eagles, because he doesn't just forgive your sins, he gives you back your youthful innocence. That's my favourite healing passage, but there are so many more. And we need to demonstrably put our faith into Perhaps it isn't healing, perhaps it's something else. That you are at the end of your resources and you need to find what God says about it and grab the horns of the altar and declare that you trust him and battle it. Do you know this is a war? It's a war and it's a work. There's a, there's a verse, and again, I'll put it in the description maybe, where Jesus says something along the lines of, the work of God is to believe in Jesus. And I've always read that and thought, okay, that means there's no work to do, it's just to believe. That's not what he says. The work, the work, the labour is to believe. It's a battle, it's a war. You've got to put your effort into it. You cannot do it sitting back. It's a job to believe what he says because so much of everything around us says, don't believe this. Don't believe what Jesus says. Trust in something else. Make something else your God. Jesus says, the work of God is this, to believe the one he sent, to believe in Jesus. Now, 
I don't know what work you do, but any work takes a lot of effort. It's never just easy. Let's just take the work of, I don't know, um, horticulture, trying to grow vegetables, crop, then you have got to go out in the coldest part of the year and weed what's left in the ground, dig over the ground, spread manure in the ground, dig that ground, make it good if you're going to do this properly. You then have to later on sow the seeds, possibly grow them indoors for a bit, take them out, plant them, weed, take out the weeds, take out the weeds, take out the weeds, all the way through the year. If the rain hasn't come, you've got to take your gallons of water and you've got to put the water on the ground. And then finally, still weeding all the way through, you've got to harvest it, you've got to dig it all up, pick the crops, sort it out. And you know you haven't finished then? Because depending on what the crops are, you've got to cut them up, you've got to work out how to preserve them. It's a work to get that food to your table. And whatever work you do, be it office work or anything, there is labour. And there are going to be things where you think, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And you have to do it. It's the work of God to believe in Jesus. And it's there are going to be weeds. Weeds you've got to pick up and throw away. Doubtful thoughts. You've got to work at it. And the other thing about work is you get promoted. You don't start at the top. You start and you learn and you learn from others. And if you do it well, you get promoted. So I'm definitely not saying you start off with uh, being told you've got some horrible illness and you say, I don't need the drugs, I don't need the doctors, I just believe in Jesus. You can't start there. You've got to work your muscles up. You've got to learn from the, from the beginning. You've got to start, if we're talking about sickness, you've got to start with a common cold. You've got to build your faith as you go. You can't, you can't do it all at once. You've got to say, I'm coming to God and I'm learning how to put my trust in Jesus. I'm learning how to take the horns of the order. I'm working, working, working at becoming someone who truly can say, I believe. You know, if you're working to uh, run the London Marathon next year or if you're working to be in the Olympic Games or even just in the house sports competition at school. You can't expect to do very well if you haven't done anything to build up to it. You have to work at it. You have to get up early in the morning and do your five mile run before you go to school, before you go to work. You've got to start doing the work and it will be laborious. It is a work to believe in Jesus. It is laborious. It is perhaps sometimes embarrassing. We need bravado. We need to build up our sense of this is where I place my feet on the rock. 
1846 is where I'll finish. There's a great song that uh, is to the authorised version of this, but in the NIV it is, The Lord lives, praise be to my rock, exalted be God my Saviour. The rock where you place your feet and where you stand. The Saviour who puts you there in the first place. We need to believe. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.